You're listening to the Collab Talk podcast, episode 19 of the MVP Buzz Chat series. In this episode, I'm talking with Office Apps and Services MVP, Paul Kaisers. Well, hey, this is Christian Buckley with Collab Talk, and I'm here with Paul. And Paul, why don't you introduce yourself? Yes, my name is Paul Kaisers. I'm an Office Server and Services MVP. Uh, only first year, so I hope to get a renewal in uh, July. Uh, I'm passionate about uh, Microsoft Teams, uh, SharePoint, um, and lately, I've been doing some development with Office 365 CLI from Waldeck, who is the owner of that. So I I'll really be talking like to that. him later this week as well. I've got a, a you know with a bunch of things going on with the Rencore team. But anyway, so Paul, you and I have known each other for a long time. You know, as I started traveling over to Europe for SharePoint Saturday events and things. Kind of when did you get involved with those events? Um, my first conference was in 2009, uh, and I think most of the current MVPs were at the SBC09 yeah. in Las Vegas. And I definitely know almost everyone from that uh, conference, which was really amazing. <laughs> you know, and so as you know, I'm helping you know, do some promotion around that, the event that's coming up next month in May, so the SharePoint Conference North America. Uh, are you making it over for that? No, too bad. I cannot make it. Yeah, it's but, it's it's going to be a lot of fun. But I think to your point, though, is that it's I, I have the same is the same thing. It's like that that event in two thousand nine. That was right after I left uh, Microsoft. So it was my first SharePoint. I went. I've been to all of the SharePoint conferences, but that was the first one I was able to go and just kind of freely walk around and talk to people. Yeah. And, uh, and so it's still the people that I interact with on a, on a daily basis are some of the folks that I met at that event. Yeah, exactly. Well, I started in the first uh, uh, 2001, uh, the Lake Tahoe version, and then I went out uh, in 2003. Uh, I just had other things to do. I came from a VBA uh, perspective, so really office uh, development. Then in 2007, I started uh, with SharePoint 2007, lots of migrations from 2003 to 2007. And uh, then 09 was really like uh, the first time I saw people around me collaborating and the community is so strong and that's really beautiful to see. Yeah, it's, it is. It's, um, it's interesting. I was just, uh, you know, sending out a couple invites for other video recordings and, and it had a kind of a thread going back and forth talking about how, um, you know, that it's, it's been a, you know, for a long time of this vibrant community. And I've heard a lot of folks that, that say, look, there's just been nothing like this SharePoint community. And I look, I've been in some other non Microsoft, uh, communities, large communities, uh, in tech that have been very vibrant and strong and and I think very much like this uh, but certainly in the Microsoft ecosystem there's nothing like this you know, quite like no. this 
But the exactly. uh, but as far as your um, you know your your day to day, I mean, what's what are you doing around uh, your know, SharePoint today? Like, what's what's your job? What's your I mean, how are you working with the the technology? Um, well, a lot of things are development from my from my perspective. Uh, I work for uh, customers, uh, implement their uh, total intranet, uh, provisioning engines, uh, that kind of stuff. I do a lot um, for big clients, almost all 200 plus employees. Mm -hmm. um, so a lot of time I'm in Visual Studio Code, uh, developing uh, new, new things. Um, I'm not working a lot with the SharePoint framework at this moment, but I hope I will, um, because we still see a lot of development going on in the classic sites. Although I want to go to the modern, they still need functionality, and I really feel like we should. Yeah, that that's a, uh, you know, I've actually got a uh, blog post on that specific topic um, coming yeah. out. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're right. It's, I mean, my philosophy is, well, I, I'm sure you do something very similar with your, with your clients. And, you know, is that, and I say that don't make a move forward based on whatever Microsoft or any other vendor is pitching, like latest, greatest, have it out there. Like you have to have the business justification. You need to understand the cost, the time, uh, the impact to change. And yeah. does that cost exceed the value of moving to the next version uh, that's I mean, I'm, absolutely I'm all for, like, the new it, the new stuff is exciting but yeah yeah i know and you know another thing that a lot of people forget is try to get as much of uh sharepoint and teams out of the box and don't go develop before it's really if you're like 80 percent why do development for the 20 percent says the consultant who's helping customize sharepoint for clients of course yeah. of course but <laughs> you have to be real and uh it's easy to develop but once the microsoft moves like okay now we are in classic but sometime maybe they say okay we stop with classic and then all development stuff is made for 80, uh, 100,000 euros or dollars, and it's gone. So think before you start. <laughs> well, that's that's actually, I mean, it's a great point. I mean, as you know, you mentioned, you know, Waldeck and what the Rencore team is doing and the, yeah. their, their cloud analysis um, product, being able to go and understand what you even have in place before you move. Because that's that's part of it is, is a lot of organizations, um, and I don't know how much time you spend with your clients to just go back and, I don't know, even just kind of catalog, look, this is what you have. Here's what we're doing. Here will be the impact. I can go and build this for you and it'll give you that functionality just so you understand <clears throat> Here, here's where you could make it more difficult later. Exactly, exactly. And that's, I think, one of, uh, of the things people forget. And it takes a lot of time, but it will return your investment. Well, it, what having having the catalog there, or no, just the talks with the clients, oh, what yeah. to do, what they have, and right. how to move forward. Well, that look, I mean, there, there's a there's a kind of a deeper theme there around the. Uh, I I say all the time that you know every 
project, every SharePoint initiative starts as a business analyst activity because you have to have that conversation. And, yeah. uh, you know, one, as a client, as a customer, you should never just, you know, take, uh, you know, at, at face value what any vendor, whatever any consultant says, you should understand, you know, what it is that they're proposing to go and do and what the impacts are. Ask questions. It doesn't mean you're not going to move forward. It might be the best thing for you. Um, exactly. But you have to have that conversation, have that understanding. Um, you can't go into it with your eyes closed and just you know, you know, un understand what the impacts, because there's always an impact. Yeah, uh, definitely. And well, most people forget. Yeah. Well, I was going to say that, like, so this is like kind of the, like the, uh, a, a broader topic, but kind of where is your, what are you most passionate about? I mean, what's, what would you say like that one topic is today? Cause I know you're writing about a few different things that are out there. I mean, what really yeah. gets you excited? Well, there are a few, um, especially Microsoft teams. They, the guys are really working on, uh, to get the product right. And I see a lot of growth there. Um, and another thing that is uh, not uh, uh, people are not aware of is the user voice of Microsoft. Mm -hmm. It's uh, I've seen some things people post in user voice, and a few weeks later they are in production, and that's something I think we have to push more as MVPs. Uh, to the people that user voice is very important to Microsoft to get our product better because we all use it. You know, I just had this conversation again with somebody who was out in uh, DC last week for SharePoint Fest and, uh, and, and somebody asked a question uh, and it was brought up a couple times and I think uh, when the panel, you know, the, some of the folks on the panel talked about user voice but uh, somebody asked uh, uh, the conversation just in the hall says, well, how, I mean, how realistic is that to be out there? I mean, how often do you go and look at user voice? So I said, look at me as a non developer. Um, but I, I have certain topics that I follow. I'm in there probably two, three times a week monitoring exactly. things, or I get email notifications of the changes of the updates so that yeah. things that I, I go in there, I will go in and search, for topics like, is this covered? I see this request, I agree, but is it something that's part of the roadmap that I'm just not aware of? And I'll go and do kind of a quick search. And then if exactly. I find it, I'll follow it. And then I get the exactly. email updates. Yeah, exactly, that's what I mean. And uh, within Teams, we also, a lot of people forget, we have on the left side in Teams, we have a, a button for feedback. So if you have feedback, just push it and don't be shy or don't think they will not listen because they are listening. Right. Well, that's, uh, you know, if you have a, um, I'll say this again, I, I feel like a broken record. I've said it in a number of these uh, recordings, but if you are in looking at something like a relatively new, it's a year old now at Teams that's been since GA um, or SharePoint or anything else, and you're finding that, um, I mean, if you're going in, like you're working with clients on, um, customizing classic, uh, team sites, because there is just not parity yet with the functionality over in, in the cloud or sorry, yeah. in, in, in modern in teams. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and you know, if you're, if there's something specific to your business needs, you need to let Microsoft know, you need to go and post something out there. Um, exactly. it, 
because because you're right. I mean, it only takes like five, ten, uh, uh, you know, people on an, an item for Microsoft to respond. It's it's exactly. not a high barrier. Um, no, and I I think what I've seen, they look at it. I think one, two times a week, uh, and they prioritize on the items that are on there. So, yeah, I well, think it's really important. You know, it used to be when I was at Microsoft, one of the complaints on, from the community side of things, and I saw it and recognized this too, but would say that, you know, look, if, if Microsoft personnel, developers, so the engineering side or marketing product side are not being measured on their response to the community, then there's a serious disconnect. Uh, that there, there needs to be that, that measurement uh, within em, for employees. And I, and I would say this is the case for, you know, look, I, I'm the CEO of my own company. So, I mean, it's just, it's part of, it's built in. Like, yeah. But as, as a consultant, as a product or marketing person, uh, if you are one, even one step away from client being responsible for that, then there's a failure there. Like yeah, you're too far exactly. away from the pulse of what's actually happening. And I think as, and this is one of those changes with the new Microsoft that there has been added to individual and organizational you know, teams um, into their um, uh, annual commitments, mm -hmm. that community component, component. And that exactly. has dramatically ch changed how people respond and how responsive they are to yeah. feedback. Yeah, exactly. Another thing uh, that's uh, also with user voice, for example, um, you have the tech community, which is really, uh, I've, I've been there since the beginning, September 2016, mm -hmm. uh, I thought, yeah, <laughs> something like that. And, uh, I see that Microsoft is directly responding to questions people have, which is really powerful. Right. They see the need. So, and that's going to be the primary channel for having those conversations. I, I mean, I tell people look that because I get that question all the time, like, how do you keep up with everything that's happening? Because there's so much so rapid. And I say, well, look, there's, you're going to be able to find people like, like Paul, you put out a ton of great content and videos and other things that are, that are out there and from your team and you go follow people that you like and that you trust that are out there that you connect to. But there are three places that should be part of your say even daily consumption of information. One is to subscribe to the office blog site um, because that's where Microsoft pushes out their press releases where they talk about new features and it will exactly. go through a bunch of different channels, but it all comes down to that office blog. Number two is the tech community, because that's where yeah. you have the rank and file at every level. They're in there having conversations and they are watching and responding. I don't think I've ever commented without having feedback within a day, either directly back to me or within the tech community. Exactly. Uh, then, the, then the third thing, as you said, is user voice. Yeah, and uh, what I did is uh, for myself, I created a flow, and this flow is, uh, I don't know if you know RSS Mix, it's, it's a, a, a RSS feeder, only it uh, pushes all RSS feed into one. Really? So, hmm. so, so what happens is I have all tech community blogs, 
the Office blocks and the Microsoft blocks in one feed. Are you, have you blogged on this yet? Have you written about no, it? No, <laughs> I you, haven't. You need to send me the information because that, that was something that would save a ton of time to have that and, and forward that over. It's, I mean, I, look, I, there's various tools that I use to kind of track things that are happening through social platforms, but um, you know, anything that can help automate that um, would be fantastic. I will create a blog on it <laughs> and awesome. I will send it to you. Yeah, Excellent. definitely. No, people, people love that. In fact, um, just so you're aware, I mean, the next uh, um, Cloud Talk Tweet Jam topic uh, that we're going to be doing this later this month is on that that subject matter. So uh, you'll see that here today or tomorrow. I have so. to add that. <laughs> yeah, that's so, great. Uh, you know, it's I, I know there's a lot. So how long now, Paul, have you been an MVP? How long has it been so long? How long has it been? <laughs> one year. One year. <laughs> Woo. So, so that, so. that Paul is a great example. One of those people that I, you know, for, for a couple of years, I just, and we, we talk about this all the time. Like I just had assumed you already were an, an MVP. Yeah. Um, a lot and, of people. Yeah. Then that, I, so I had the same thing when I, so I've you know, been seven years now and, uh, and remember having conversations back in 2010 and 2011 and people was like, well, how long have you been an MVP? I'm like, I'm not an MVP. And, uh, yeah. and, and, you know, I had enough interaction that I had, uh, you know, one very well known MVP, Todd Baginski, who submitted my name in the system and a few other people that, you know, that, that jumped on and supported that. And in January, 2012, that, that happened. So, I mean, you're one of those people that I'm just, once I, we had that conversation and I know a bunch yeah. of other people put your name in as well, but I was one of those. And so I was really happy to see that you, uh, you got your MVP. So well-deserved. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I really feel honored to be one. And um, it all started actually also in 09. Waldeck was already MVP then. And uh, he took me with him uh, during that conference and introduced me to a lot of people. Yep. So it's a big thing to uh, Waldeck as well. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, it is great. And I would say that I, I think that's a great point to kind of end on too, is those, whether you're uh, going to the SharePoint conference, North America happening in May, or uh, you're planning on attending like the uh, European collab summit happening the week after in May, that's another going to be a big event yeah. that's in Mainz, Germany um, or attending the, the European uh, SharePoint conference that's happening uh, in November or, or ignite any of these huge conferences like that, um, but certainly the ones that are SharePoint centric, um, which exactly. we have our bias, of course. Um, yeah. But there's going in, and the content is fantastic. Uh, that's always a, a you know it, it, you go and you learn a ton. But I tell yeah. you, you cannot replace uh, the the interactions that you have and the connections that you make. They that's are the, the most important. Yeah. yeah, they they bring the value to you. And they will bring you on uh, further on because you get the chance to interact, uh, ask questions, um, uh, suggest answers, everything. Yeah. And so, and Paul, and with that, I mean, the other thing I would say is that never be shy about reaching out to an MVP because we're MVPs are generally there because we are very connected. We're happy to, if we don't know the answer, we, we could point you to somebody that we do know, but, you know, you have to start by reaching out and connecting with us. Paul, how can people get in touch with you? 
Uh, well, they can on several ways, uh, but the fastest way is Twitter. Uh, my Twitter handle is at uh, KBWorks. Um, and what I also do, I just want to tell, is when I follow my RSS feeds, I will tweet, and most of the time I will add the via, for example, Berkeley Planet. Yeah. Uh, so you know I've tweeted you, and uh, that brings also value to it. Uh, next to that, uh, on uh, LinkedIn, uh, Paul Geisers, uh, that's also uh, findable. Um, I'm not that much more in Facebook at this moment, but Instagram, uh, I am. So And on conferences, please come to me and ask questions. Right. Well, and we'll provide, I'll, I'll provide the uh, contact information as well in a related blog post, but Paul, really appreciate your time today. It's great as, as always catching up and uh, I, I'm trying to think when I'm going to see you next. It, it might not be until, uh, uh, until Ignite this fall. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to get back over um, your direction um, since you won't be in Vegas next month. Um, but I've got just a bunch of, uh, you know, travel that's planned to other parts of the world, uh, before I make my way back over to, uh, to Europe. Uh, but, uh, I'll, I'm sure I'll see you soon enough. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. All right. Well, have a great day. Talk to you soon. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye.